I want to read to you from the Gospel of John, the first chapter, uh, verses 43 through 51. You can find it, if you'd like to follow along, on page uh, 923 in your pew Bible. So listen now for the word of the Lord. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you you believe that because I told you I saw you under the fig tree that you will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Here ends the reading. You may have heard it said, Let anyone with ears listen. But we all have ears. And as proven by the lively banter during two minutes to talk, not all of us listen. There's a lot that can get in the way of our listening, I think. And so I want to talk about walking through that Old Testament scripture and bringing in a little bit of that New Testament scripture about some of the ways that things get in the way but also how we might, how listening might affect us. And so I want to talk about the tangle, and I want to talk about the tingle, and I want to talk about the telling. You got that? The tangle, the tingle, and the telling. There's the tangle. Just think about your daily life. How many voices do you have speaking into the two ears? Let's see, I checked my news source, or my compilation of news sources, so now I've got, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten things speaking into my head. I have my Facebook feed with all of my friends and, my, and, my, and those businesses that are trying to sell to me, and, and all of that sort of speaking into my head. Maybe I'm on Instagram, so maybe that's not speaking into my ears, but it's definitely speaking to me in a different way. And then I go to work, and I've got my email and my instant messaging and my text messaging all coming at me, speaking to me, and, it's, and it gets all tangled up. Which voice is going to override? Which voice is going to come through all of that tangle that's in there? Well, think about this scripture that we're reading um, in, in the Old Testament. We start out 
in 1 Samuel chapter 3. Now, we're 1 Samuel chapter 3. We're not at the beginning of the story. There's already a lot of tangle going on here that might keep you from hearing, from listening to this scripture. Now, the boy, Samuel, was ministering to the Lord under Eli. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. Wow. You've, you've already, you already have a ton of history that's just laid out for you here. It's already a little bit tangled. As I told um, the kids in the children's message, Samuel is a very special child. Hannah, his mother was one of two wives of a very faithful Israelite, but she could not have children. And so one day she was in worshiping because she and her family went up, went up um, to worship at, the, at where the, the tent of meeting was, where the, where the well, it wasn't the temple yet because the temple is a, a bri- a, like a brick and mortar structure. This is the, the tent that is the temple. And they would go up and they would worship there twice a year. And so she was in, in the congregation or whatever, in the, where they were. And she was praying, but she was, she, was, she was praying in her mind, but her lips were moving. It's a great scene that gets described here in 1 Samuel. Like her lips are moving. And, and apparently she's so fervently praying and her lips are moving so quickly, Eli thinks she's drunk. So he goes to her and he says, um... I think you need to lay off the whiskey. Well, he didn't say that, but he said something very similar. He's basically like, you need to get out of here. This isn't an appropriate place for someone who's been drinking. She's like, I'm not drunk. This is one of at least more than one places where people get drunk and there's some issues going on there and they actually deny having drank anything. But this, it just, you can find that in the Bible. And so something happens in their conversation and Eli realized this woman is fervently in prayer and connected with God. And so he says to her, he says, let it be with whatever your wishes are. And her wish, of course, was to have a child. And she said to God that if she were to have that child, now just imagine this, if she were to have this child that she had longed for for so long, she would make him a Nazarite, which means she would dedicate him to God. He would not drink He would only eat what was prescribed. He would not cut his hair. And he would serve, as soon as he was old enough, he would begin to serve with the priests in the temple as a serving boy. And that's what she did. So now, I mean, so just in those two verses, that's, you've got all that back behind there. So now here's Samuel, who's ministering to the Lord under Eli. Eli is the priest. Um, What you also don't know is that Eli's sons are scoundrels. I mean, they, 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 they make what um, some of, some of the, the Me Too movement's been talking about, they, they make that look like nothing's been going on. I mean, these two, not only are they, not only are they basically stealing the, 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 the sacrifices from that people are bringing, and they're not supposed to be doing that, they're having sexual relationships with the women who are coming to pray and, and, and to be faithful to God. I mean, they're just not good people in terms of their actions and their behaviors. And this is part of what Samuel then hears as a message from God later on when he's listening. 
And so there's all this, there's all this tangle that is there. Now, I want to just walk through a little bit of this because it's, it's, it's kind of fun. At that time, Eli, I love these details, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see. I'm not for sure why we even need to know this. I mean, clearly, as you can see, my eyesight has begun to grow dim, you know, but I don't, I don't know why, I don't know why, I don't know why we need to know that. Uh, but it's just, it's just, a, this, it's, it's such an interesting detail because it's just like, this is, this is, these are humans having a relationship with God. So Eli's lying down in his room. Samuel is lying down in the temple of the Lord. I find this fascinating. I can't figure out. No, I don't, I have not found where anybody's really written about this. He is, it, and so, so my, my Lego, my Lego thing is accurate. He's in the same room with the Ark of the Covenant. Later on, when after they build the temple, no one will go into the room with the Ark of the Covenant except for the priest one day a year. Samuel's sleeping in the room with the Ark of the Covenant. Just an interesting little side note. So he hears, he hears Samuel, Samuel. And he thinks it's Eli. Well, who else would it be? I mean, uh, they hadn't, it, it, and, and, and I love the biblical writer clarifies all of this. Samuel didn't yet know the Lord. There, there, there weren't many visions yet. The word of the Lord wasn't strong. There hadn't, you know, God had not been, um, the word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. So Eli, uh, Samuel had not yet been in, in the presence of God in a way that he might have understood even that he needed that. So he needs somebody, he needs somebody who has been in the presence of God in that way to help explain to him what he needs to do. To help unravel the tangle of things, we all need wise mentors. We all need people who have been there before. We all need people who have a different perspective than we do. We all need people to help figure out the voices that we ought to be listening to. We need wise mentors. Because even though Eli's sons are scoundrels, he is still a faithful priest before God. And he wants to do what God's bidding is. His sons won't listen to him, and so I'm guessing that he's hoping that Samuel will listen and will follow in the ways of God. And so Samuel goes to Eli, and, and, and Eli says, hey, go back, go back and lay down. Go back and lay down and listen for God. As we think about the tangle that we often can get caught up in, and we think about all the voices that are speaking. I love this, uh, this exchange between Philip and Nathaniel. Because apparently there's word on the street about Nazareth that not much good comes from there. Right? There's, there's prejudicial evidence about Nazareth. And I've talked about Nazareth before. I mean, Nazareth today, of course, is, is a much larger um, town. And that's mostly because of the Jesus business that's there. I mean, there are some, um, the cathedrals, the Orthodox cathedrals that are there, the, the, um, um, 
the Roman Catholic uh, cathedral to Mary that is there will blow your mind. There are, in that cathedral, there are, um, there are these huge, I don't want to call them sculptures, and they're not pictures either, and some of them are mosaics, but they're just these art pieces on the wall, as, as large, at least as large as these sound panels up here, all over t- two floors of, of this cathedral. Outside in the courtyard, there is an image of Mary from every country on earth. And each one of them is different, right? Like the one from Japan, you know, Mary has on that very traditional uh, white makeup. Her hair is done up in a very traditional Japanese style with a big stick pin in it. It's beautiful. The one from Canada will blow your mind. I can't even describe it. It's just gorgeous. So... Nazareth now has become this this place, but back then it was just, I mean, you know, it wasn't even Petersburg. You know, I mean it's just it's just this little place in the in the in the cleft of the of, of a mountain that you couldn't see if you were walking down through the valley. And so it says, Can any good thing good come out of Nazareth? I mean, we make these presumptions about about things and people, and that's part of the tangle, I think, that 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 goes on with us, is, is we, we grow up and we, we are fed or we, or we end up having our prejudices and our biases through our experiences or our thoughts. And we think, oh, well, that, that, those people aren't any good or these people aren't any good or they couldn't contribute anything to this conversation. That's part of the tangle that goes on, and I love how it's right there in the New Testament when it comes to Jesus. Nobody thought Jesus could be anything. And yet, we know that he was the son of God, that 2,000, more than 2,000 years later, we're still talking about his impact on the world. We've got to have people to help us listen through the tangle. We need to be put in a position to listen We need to put ourselves into positions to listen. And we need to have wise mentors and friends and colleagues that help us listen through what we've often been calling now all the noise. And then there's the tingle. Did you catch this in the scripture? I had not caught this in studying this passage until this time. When Samuel says to the Lord, Speak, for your servant is listening. The Lord says to Samuel, See, I am about to do something in Israel that will make both ears of anyone who hears it tingle. Both ears. Not just one. Both ears. I mean, we talk about it this way, right? Were your ears burning? Right? Because I was talking about you. And when everybody, everybody anybody says that, you, I mean, you're not really sure. Were they saying good things? <laughs> or were they not saying good things? Because you caught them talking about you. I'm about to do something that's going to make both ears of people tingle. And in this, and in this particular case, it is, it's a big thing, and, it is, and it, is, it is negative in terms of probably from the perception of the people, because 
because God is going to end a priestly line. The sons of Eli have gone too far. In the scripture here, what, as I read about this, is they, they have committed blasphemy, which, is, which in, in the Bible, over and over and over again, is, is the highest form of sin. Because it's, it's, not, simply sin, it's not sin that is uh, um, against another person. It is sin against God. They have desecrated the temple. They have violated what their jobs were to be for the people. Because at this time, see, basically the priests run everything. They're at the top, literally at the top of the food chain. They're the ones who are supposed to be listening to God and leading the people. But instead, what, 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 what Eli's sons are doing is they're listening to God, disregarding it, and doing whatever they feel is they want to do to feed their bellies and to feed their other appetites as well. Doesn't happen today at all, but, uh, you know... Oh, old is time, isn't it? That those who have been put into positions of power and responsibility often forget what it means to have that power and responsibility. And we use it for our own means and not for the people that surround us. So when we get that tingle in our ears, it may be news that we aren't expecting. Now, I don't know if that's ever happened to you. You get that phone call. Mom's been in a car accident. Dad's got cancer. Your test results, we need to talk about them. I mean, that'll make your ears tingle. But there's also the tingle that is... I just got a new job. I got into the school that I wanted to get into. I've been asked to lead my task group at work for the first time. There are those kinds of tingles as well. My question for us as people of faith is, have when you've ever been reading the scripture, has when you've ever been in worship, has when you've ever been out serving, have your ears tingled in a way that said, this is right where I need to be, this is where God wants me, this is what I need to be doing. Right at this moment. Are you even open to having your ears tingle with the word of God? And are you putting yourself in a place where God might speak to that? Do you have those places and spaces where you create space for for you to say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening, and for you to have wise mentors who can help you then discern what that means? Because when we we get through... all the tangle, when, when, when we sort of cut through the voices and the noise, and when, and when our ears tingle, there's the telling. There's the telling. What, what happened in, the, in that New Testament scripture? In the New Testament scripture, he, um, he doesn't defend Nazareth. He doesn't go, oh, Nazareth is a great place, man. Right outside of there's Cana, and pretty soon Jesus is going to turn some stuff, turn some water into wine there. Uh, he didn't say that. He just said what? Come and see the telling. He didn't defend Nazareth. 
He just said, come, come and see what this is about. We believe that this Jesus is the Messiah that has been foretold. We believe that he is the one. And I'm not going to offend where he came from. You just got to come and experience this for yourself in the telling. Because I have heard something. It has made my ears tingle. It has cut through all the tangle. And I need to tell you about it. I want to live differently in this way. Sometimes the news isn't going to be all that good. In this first Samuel story, he gets a great message, doesn't he? On that day, I will fulfill against Eli all I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. For I have told him that I am about to punish his house forever. For the iniquity that he knew because his sons were blaspheming God and he did not restrain them. That's the message that Samuel hears. And we could think, well, that's it's really negative, right? That's horrible. Well, you got to listen through the tangle of it, too. Because what it's saying is, is that God is still living and active and is not about to let the action, just the actions of these who were supposed to be faithful humans stop what is God's wish and will for the people of Israel and for the entire world. That God will do whatever is needed in order to move the line forward. And that's what he does. Samuel ends up becoming the next priest. He's the one then who ends up anointing Saul, who becomes the first king of Israel. But the story there is also a little bit tangled because Samuel's sons do the very same thing that Eli's sons do. So it's not as if you just start listening and everything's just going to turn up roses all the time. But what we know, if you listen through that tangle, you let your ears tingle, you put yourself in places and spaces where you can hear God listening, where you have those wise mentors, you can trust and believe that God is at work, even in the midst of all the noise, even in the midst of all the the mess. And we are the ones who God is calling to cut through all of that to do what it is that we are called to do right here in our homes, right in our schools, right in our workplaces, right in our communities, in this country and out into the world to proclaim a message that God is still at work and God desires for us to live with one another, to be reconciled to each other, for us not to get caught up in our own schemes, in our own power plays, just for our own benefit, but that we have been given a gift of hearing and living and seeing and believing to bless the whole world. And that is our call. First and always. So may you listen through the tangle. May your ears tingle with the good news of Jesus Christ. That no matter what we do, nothing can separate us from the love of God. And may you live and may 
God's word live through you in the telling of this great story. May you start every day and end every day saying, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Amen.